0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the On the Rise podcast. It is episode 8 today with Arkondo, and Arkondo is a DJ and producer from the Netherlands. His tracks have been released on Revealed Recordings, Armada, and Trap Nation, and he's been supported by Martin Garrix, Hardwell, David Geta, and many, many more. So today we're lucky to have Arkondo on the podcast. So uh welcome. How's it going man?
1: I'm good man, what about you?
0: I'm I'm doing great man. Um so let's talk about some things that are going on right now. Like before we were just talking about some of the, some of the new secret behind the scenes things of what's coming up. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Uh, yeah. So right now I have four new singles ready, um, ready to be released. Um, they're more, yeah, like, uh, they're more pop and trap kind of vibe because, you know, as I told you before, previously, yeah previously i did more big room and festival songs but i just feel like also on spotify you know like um i made my first pop song is it possible and that became my biggest spotify uh you know uh song uh like one year ago and if i compared it with all the big room stuff and I, you know it never got that big mm. and i mean of course you get played by hardwell and stuff but i i totally wanted to spin it around and i i like a lot more what I'm doing right now. I feel like it's it's a lot more melodic, a lot more musical, and yeah, it's it, it gives you a bit more like mixed feelings and emotions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and then so yeah, four new singles ready, uh, mainly pop and trap, and then um, some official remixes. Um, of course, I did my remix for Chainsmokers. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do a follow up. Um, and uh, a lot of collabs. Yeah. Uh, so, some really big names. Um, are you allowed to I talk that, about those names? Not yet. No. <laughs> um, no, it's cause it, it's like still in, in, in like a trial phase, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to announce it soon. So it's, it's going to be really cool. Um, and yeah, so, and then probably the most, uh, uh like fun thing for me is the the EP there there's gonna be an ep of three songs uh three singles uh kind of experimental but they're also kind of in the trap vibe. Mm-hmm. so it's gonna be super fun and i think a lot of people will like it but yet again it's going to be experimental so mm-hmm. um yeah curious to know what everybody will think will yeah think about that uh mm-hmm. it's going to be an ep of three songs um I haven't uh, had a, a date yet for it, but I hope to release it soon. So it's going to be really cool. <laughs>
0: Sweet. And is that going to be on Revealed recordings?
1: Um, well, yeah. No, as I said, it's 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 way too experimental for, like, the big room. Uh, since Revealed is only doing big room
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and the festival stuff, I'm planning to do it with Trap Nation or Bit Bird. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, like, where it is right now. Um but yeah yet again I have no clue yet so mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. really experimental yeah. stuff yeah I can... yeah dude <laughs> yeah that's awesome and what about uh like DJing at shows and stuff festivals
1: Um yeah so uh, in Holland I have been I've been uh playing at like the, the big festivals but when it comes to um playing uh, as a resident DJ or playing like weekly or monthly mm-hmm. it's kind of been can, been really tough um because in Holland, you know, I think Holland is probably uh, the the most hardest <laughs> country to be in. <laughs>
0: Everyone is a DJ. Yeah,
1: it's like even my dog can be a DJ. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, like, for real. Um, and it's been so hard to, to find a good agency. And I've had, like, tons of agencies before. And they all say the same thing. Hey, we're going to push you out as much as possible. And then in the end, you only get one gig or two. And then they'll just leave you uh, I even had uh, two agencies just blocking me on every social media wow. platform what just I uh, just randomly and then I was like okay you know what forget it um, so this year has been kind of quiet but I'm also doing a music school the conservatory
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with that um,
0: I, I th- is it uh, the Herman Brood Academy
1: yeah but it's it's kind of like a higher level Mm, (laughs) um so it's not like completely focused on um on dance music but it's it's focused on on everything so i'm making music for movies now i'm making uh, music for commercials that's amazing Um, yeah that's i mean dude it's it has been so like it it will just um just Break your spectrum really of, of, of music, you know, mm-hmm. you will learn so many more things Um So yeah, like music making music for commercials movies uh, games even and uh, Yeah, so that's that's super fun, you know instead of only thinking oh shit I have to make another big room banger, you know, yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. Instead y- you really do a lot of other things and it, yeah, it's just super fun. So um and um, because of that school, I'm able to do more festivals right now. Um, because they have connections, of course. So mm-hmm. I played um, in April at the, uh, no, in May at the. Uh, it's called Bevrijdingspop. It's like one of the the, the biggest Dutch uh, festivals. Uh, yeah, in in Holland. Mm-hmm um and they have like di- different stages but yeah I was at one of those stages um and yeah it was like super fun I played in front of like 2,000 people oh um yeah so that was really cool you know um but I think also for me the main thing right now is just producing yeah because I I just I just realized that um, I like being more, like, active music-wise instead of just playing. I mean, playing is really cool, but I've just kind of switched around. I don't know how to how to say that. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing, really. But I hope to, to get more uh, gigs soon. I'll be playing at ADE. I have, like, two gigs Sweet. during ADE. Yes. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be really cool. Um, and I have two uh, new agencies in Holland that are interested in me. So let's see how that goes. Yeah.
0: it's amazing. All this <laughs> yeah, is happening, like... retrospect for you like everything all at once like but take me back to a time when you were little and like could you tell from a young age that you know you're gonna be a music producer like did you play instruments were you like a musical Uh, type of kid
1: yeah so um, my dad used to play in a band Uh, he's from Italy and he basically earned his money with uh yeah with playing in a band basically Mm -hmm. so he played the guitar and he used to sing as well and then when i was like already two years old i got my first acoustic guitar um and that's how yeah and then i took like guitar lessons piano lessons even like um flute lessons or whatever (laughs) um and um yeah and then i i I played uh at, at like um stages at school, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started singing and playing guitar um and yeah, it worked out actually really well at, at such a young age. I was like 10 back then. Um mm-hmm. then I completely switched around. I started dancing <laughs> uh which is still music wise, you know, About ba- ballet uh, or No, no, no no. no. <laughs> it's like hip hop pop um kind of kind of the, the 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 rough vibe of dancing. Yeah. Um so yeah, and that's something I really enjoyed and then I completely forgot the music. I I was not even thinking about music at all. Mm-hmm. Um until I I I just yeah, I don't know. I I believe I I started uh hearing the first song of Martin Garrick's animals. Yeah. Oh, I, I, of course it's not like his first song, but the, his song that got like, you know, big as fuck. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm sorry, it's like it's fucking hot here. It's like <laughs> 800 degrees <laughs> But um uh, And then when I heard that song I was like mind-blown. I was like holy shit, you know, this is so cool And then I tried to do it on my own and I, I downloaded the software Which was called a, a garage band
2: mm-hmm.
1: and all right, this is gonna be super funny, but I wanted like to tell you right now. So uh, You probably heard my song boa with Maestro Harrell.
0: I think so. Yes.
1: On Armada, that's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Armada one,
1: yeah. Um, Yeah, and uh, so I made, like, the drop and the intro build up, that part. And I made that in GarageBand.
0: (laughs) Oh, really?
1: Yeah. (laughs) What? So you can get released on
0: Armada by using GarageBand. Yeah, I'm
1: not kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I was, like, I was the the best kid in GarageBand. Like, I didn't even... I think, like, uh, Favela, like, I made Favela and GarageBand, Canyon, Tyrant, Insidious. And even, look, Insidious, 108,000 plays on SoundCloud, which has been made in GarageBand. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> how is it even possible? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, even those uh, Armada things, yeah, just GarageBand. And then I started developing more in GarageBand. Until, like, uh, I think two years ago, I was, like, I need something else. I, I really need to step up my game because GarageBand, or yeah, GarageBand is like a free software, right? Yeah. So you like it's not possible to like, um, to to break the records with a free program, which is super <laughs> shit as well, by the way. Um, so then I downloaded Logic Pro X, and that's the software which I'm using right now, plus Ableton. Um, I tried FL Studio 2, Fruity Loops. I don't yeah, know yeah. if you know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, but it's, it's just not made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Logic is like the, the older brother of GarageBand. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it was super easy to to learn all the techniques and to learn what Logic can do, you know, because it, it looks so much like GarageBand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the background. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and, and what age did you start producing it? I'm sorry, what? What What age did you start producing
1: at? Um, um, like actually producing, I think it was like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, like around 13, 14 years old. What I did mainly was like kind of remaking songs that I liked. Mm-hmm. And of course, I used okay. GarageBand. So, uh, back in the day, I really liked the dubstep vibe. So, from Zomboy, Skrillex, um, uh, I believe Nervo 2, mm-hmm. uh, Flux Pavilion, he was like yeah, yeah, yeah. my main idol, idol like uh, four he's years ago. He's coming back
0: actually. He's coming back for, into
1: the scene. For real?
0: Yeah, he's releasing so many new like tracks and, and collaborations.
1: Oh shit, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been following that guy for a while. But yeah, he had this, uh, this song, I think it's called Bass Cannon. Um, mm-hmm. That was like my favorite jam. Like I listened to it 24-7. Um, and, um, uh, but yeah, and then I started remaking those songs, uh, to learn more on, like, how everything I- is made, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then with that knowledge, I could, uh, uh, yeah, like, when I got that knowledge, I could implement it with my original songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how it started growing.
0: Mm-hmm. And and for, for like younger producers that are like 12, 13, 14 now and want to get into like producing, you would recommend like remaking tracks as like a way to improve?
1: Uh, Totally. I like, I have to be completely honest with you. If I haven't remade songs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I'm still remaking songs like um, like from from Martin Garrick's or whatever, like I'm still doing that oh, wow. because if you remake songs, you'll learn so much more um i I started using ableton um not like uh uh producing original content but mm-hmm. remaking stuff and when you remake stuff uh you you just have like you know what to do you know like oh I want that sound mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna try to make mm-hmm. and then the next time you can use that same technique for that sound from that song but use it differently so it's going to be yours but at mm-hmm. least you know how to do it so and i really notice that a lot is that young producers start uh doing mashups and stuff but i really wouldn't do that because with mashups you're not learning anything it's it's almost like beat matching but then yeah, yeah. Work. <laughs> um so i would yeah i would really recommend not even like doing like remixes right oh i remi yeah i just as a my personal view mm-hmm. i would um definitely uh try to yeah to remake stuff because mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's gonna be super helpful
0: mm-hmm. there's a lot of remix competitions out now and it seems like a lot of young like producers that are starting out are trying to, trying to do that but it seems like it is what you're trying to say like start remaking tracks get good and then possibly start the remix competitions and stuff to gain like yeah because, if you win those you get so much exposure and and yeah you could Potent- potentially like start your career i guess
1: yeah um but yeah but just i mean of course i'm just talking about my perspective mm-hmm. um and i just noticed that if i started remaking songs i just learned a lot more on how chords were made how melodies were made how uh different effects were were made and and put out you know um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah for me that that's like the the, the best way to to start off you know learning things instead of you know releasing stuff and, and pushing things out
0: mm-hmm. and um so you started releasing tracks and you started gaining like more and more listeners and fans and getting your tracks released everywhere what would you say was like your i guess one of the bigger moments where you gained like a lot of exposure like kind of like um
1: so definitely uh so my first moment, you mean, or like, the... yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so like the first moment that you started to gain like traction that you could see, like a, a kind of like a viral track or something that got so popular. I think,
1: right. Uh, I think like, like really viral
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, was Insidious. It was like three years ago. Um, that's like, um, that's like a super unique song because I, I remember it was like almost Halloween and i i watched like five different horror movies and i was totally in that vibe so i wanted to create a horror type track Mm -hmm. and i think i i made this song in like two days or three days i was so into it and then i i didn't even know what mastering was or mixing so i just published it with that like like that you know Mm -hmm. um and without me even knowing you know like it, it started growing so big I remember Chesto downloaded it. Um, Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, and um, on on YouTube it went it went really well. Uh, I think Bang the House also uploaded it, and uh, uh, Nightcore Music, Mm -hmm. who has like four hundred thousand subscribers, Um, and but the main thing was that it went super viral on um, I think Vine or something. Yeah, I think it was what Vine yeah it's like like people just started dancing to the song and and like a lot of people made like festival music uh clips with with the song mm-hmm. and i think th- that never happened to any song but this one and it was yeah it was like so surprising you know <laughs> um amazing. and then yeah i think after insidious definitely boa like with if i had never met Master Aurel. I wouldn't have met, you know, uh, the people like Reggio, um, just, yeah, uh, all the, all the people, you know, after that Sabres, um, yeah, you name it. That really got my name bigger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, totally.
0: That's awesome. Um, what would you say
1: inspires you to
0: produce your tracks?
1: Um, what inspires me? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. Where do you one. get
0: your inspiration from?
1: um so what i i mean that, that's really tough i i often have writer blocks Like yeah writer blocks mm-hmm. um that just means that you know you, you everything you produce it's just not working and like yeah. you, you really don't have any inspiration with like sometimes I, I record a guitar loop or i play piano and i record chords and then you're just like, oh shit, no, this this isn't working. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> um, but um, I think what I I mean that, that's a really tough one, and it really depends. Sometimes I remember I made the the my Chainsmokers remix on Trap Nation mm-hmm. in like four days because I was wow. so inspired with it, and I I wrapped it up so quick. And um, sometimes I have songs that you know th- that are taking me three months. Like, fo- like, like, fully, like every day working on a song for three months, because I have different ideas and then not, and then writer's block, more ideas, nope, 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 and then yeah, it's it's taken a long time, but to get inspiration, I think just listening to to chill nation or trap nation, going to, through every music uh, mm-hmm. like track, and then finding three similar songs. So no, I mean not similar, yeah, like. Three songs that are kind of the same vibe and then I, I save them and then I check them out download them start analyzing them and then started you know uh, create your own song mm-hmm. started creating your own song yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah this, th- That that's kind of my way but yet again that's super hard it's a really hard subject
0: mm-hmm. um, and so you started producing you started getting like the the attention of the the YouTube labels and stuff and then which was the the very first one that you signed to armada trap nation or revealed
1: um armada because with boa that was my first actual like big contract i have released on like smaller labels i think like loka whatever that was like four years ago
2: um
1: cell recordings um yeah stuff like that like the but i mainly released songs on my own label because I didn't want to you know already work with contracts and stuff but I just want to put them out so people yeah. can hear them
0: yeah
1: um that was my main priority really
0: mm-hmm and how how did that whole process look like with you getting signed to Armada did you send them like a demo or did they approach you
1: um no so that was really funny it's like uh, Maestro he uh, reached out to me on SoundCloud with a private message <laughs> He was just saying, hey, man, I love your stuff. Let's do something together. And he, he sent me, like, a break idea. Mm-hmm. And it was like, holy shit. Like, I'd, I never knew him. But, like, he's also an actor. And he, he played in, like, several movies. and
0: What? what? He, he, oh. Yeah.
1: He I, he played in, like, The Walking Dead or something. Like,
0: oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah.
1: And, like, like, House of Cards. I don't know. Like, bunch of shit. But this oh. dude is, like, really popular. <laughs> um, and... Or, or yeah, he was already popular, so mm-hmm. so then I was checking out his profile, I was like, holy shit, I, I really don't have to let him go. <laughs> um, so then I started making uh, a drop for it, and we started, like, texting, calling, um, and then we wrapped up the song, and then Joey Dill mastered, or no, um, uh, Joey Suki or whatever, um, he mastered the song, and then Maestro sent it out to Armada, and then they wanted to sign it, like, instantly. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, really mm-hmm. and for producers that are trying to get,
0: like, the attention of bigger labels, what advice would you give them to go about that?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big uh, stuff. So, yeah, that's, I mean, dude, like, it's really tough, man. It's like, um, I really thought, like, you know, songs I made, they were, like, really uh, unique, but um, but also like just really good in, in the mix and monster and they, they sounded all well And I was like holy shit this can be a revealed this can be an armada, but all these labels. They're only looking for um, I Don't know I know actually I have no clue. It's 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 so hard three years ago. I I thought uh, To get a, a track on revealed would be super easy, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you know, I, I released Pantheon there, and um, but then it it's almost like from that day it started going more difficult and more difficult. And I I think I sent twelve demos to Armada this past uh, three years because uh, you were like twelve. Oh, that's not a lot, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I I really don't have a good vibe about Armada, <laughs> but um, and then they start denying like all my songs. And it's almost like, dude, are you only taking me because of my astro, or are you taking me because my tracks are good, or not? You know, hmm. because th- these labels aren't giving you proper feedback either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to, to to get on these labels, phew, um, that's a really tough call. Um, hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's just yeah, sending your demos. That's like that. That's it. There is no. Even if you have like a backdoor connection, or you know yeah. the A manager, mm-hmm. it's not guaranteed that with that connection you can be in revealed or Armada. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's you. You never know what they're looking for. I thought I knew it already three years ago, but I still don't know. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Yeah, it's it's really tough, dude. Hmm. Uh, well,
0: like three years ago, there weren't as many bedroom producers as there is now like the bedroom producing groups like on facebook and stuff had like maybe a couple thousand members but now they're reaching like almost a hundred thousand members and like yeah the groups like it's the competition is even is even higher and and these record labels are getting like thousands of submissions all the time right like right yeah yeah. totally you gotta you gotta stand out and be unique and and that's kind of what i want to get to into the next thing is how, how do you stay unique? Like, what's your production process like? How do you separate yourself from the rest of the producers?
1: Mm, well, to be completely honest with you, I, I can't. Because um, there are only seven uh, unique songs out there. Mm-hmm. Only seven. Mm-hmm. One is from the Beatles. One is from, uh, um, like, Carl Perkins. Like, all the older guys. Everything is already out there everything. Like, you you can say of a song uh, that's like super unique, that has been released like two months ago, no, you know, like the chord progression has already been used. No, the bass line has already been used. The vocal has to, uh, like, a, a, a super similar melody, like another song out there. So, to be honest, no one is original, no one is unique. Because it, it's almost impossible if you have a platform like SoundCloud, which has, like, loads and loads and loads of of people making music, um, which will, it will take your, uh, ability away to be unique, because it's not possible anymore, like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is sounding super tough, but it's, it's not possible, (laughs) and (laughs) to be honest, I'm super lucky that I'm still doing this, that I have released Soundtrap Nation, that, Tracks on my Spotify are doing well, mm-hmm. but I've just been super lucky, like super lucky, because for other people that are trying the same thing, if you don't have connections, if you don't have uh, a manager or someone that can, you know, uh, support you, mm-hmm. you you're, you're doomed, really. <laughs> wow. No, yeah. it
0: is kind of like the reality, right? Like you can't really sugarcoat what is actually going on. And that's, yeah that's, it's it, it's 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 good that you're being honest as well because some producers like to sugarcoat it as well but yeah i appreciate the honesty and i think a lot of people get like some value out of this you know
1: yeah i mean like i'm not trying to like shit everyone's pants and you know everybody's <laughs> is gonna go and 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 work at the supermarket now but like yeah. i mean please do what you do like when it comes to music if you love making music make music however Like, even for me, you know, like I have to admit, uh, not all my content is unique or original because it's just not possible anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you're not able to stand out in front of all the other producers because it's already there. It's already there. And the thing is, um, there is then the percentage, of course, which is uh, unique, you know, if you compare it to that other song or songs, whatever. Um... And then the audience or your fans will say, "Hey, I like this song more than the other song." Mm-hmm. So then they'll come to you. So that's the thing: make it better than what's already out there. You know what? Actually, that's a really fucking good tip. I think is <laughs> <laughs> like, n- don't try to be unique; try to be better than the content. That, yeah, than the oh. content that's out there.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that's actually really good. And yeah man th- there was a quote I think like the uh like the same thing almost um, but it was about like um it was like running away from a bear like you don't have to be the fastest but you just have to be faster than like the last person or something Dude, exactly <laughs> yeah. that's
1: that's that's the thing like people are always trying to look for unique stuff unique content there isn't so try to be better uh, with what you make compared to other songs mm-hmm. try to be, try to you know listen to a song and be like Hey, I can do this better. Not mm-hmm. say, hey, I can make this more unique. No, because then there is already something else out there. Make it better, yeah, better. So then, you, then you will grow like a fan base or audience for your songs.
0: Wow, that, that's that's kind of like counterintuitive to what most advice is given. It's like others are like, yeah, just be unique. Just try to make like no. a different sound. Yeah, see, that's
1: it, it's already out there. It's already out there. Simple. Huh.
0: Oh my God! That's real? that's actually I, I I wrote that down, so I'm I'm definitely gonna insert that in somewhere because this is this is really <laughs> yeah, good stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm even surprised myself. So. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: on the topic of connections, who would you say some of, uh, like are some of were or are some of your um, like best connections that you've made that have helped you progress in your career? And like, where did you meet these guys? Like ADE or just
1: like uh-huh. at gigs. So I think, um, I mean, by far, as I already mentioned, Maestro Aurel, like this dude has been, like, back in the day. Like, I'm not uh, speaking with him a lot now, but mm-hmm. back in the day, he was almost like my mentor. Like, he he taught me so many things, and he he really pushed my name out there because of Armada. And then I started growing with Revealed, um, and I think the label that is helping me out the most right now is enhanced music Mm -hmm. um i'm like an exclusive artist there right now and they helped me get signed to sony atv as publishing Mm -hmm. um so that's like the biggest uh publishing in the world you know and um yeah they 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 just do a lot for me you know taking care of top lines uh i'm yeah i have like this gig in ade with them maybe touring with the 10 years of enhanced um So that's going to be really cool. And those are all the the connections I've made during these years. Um, But of course, you know, uh, also friends and, and, well, yeah, colleagues (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, that also helped me out with with songs, collabs. And then, you know, together you make something, and then you send it out to to labels. And Mm -hmm. that's how you, um, yeah, how it got well for me, basically, during these years.
0: when you were, uh, like, a couple years ago and you were not getting released on these labels, were you going to events like ADE to meet, like, other producers and stuff?
1: Um, yeah, so last year I, I had, like, uh, a couple meetings uh, with, uh, yeah, with Enhanced, but also with producers and, and, and Trab Nation, and other managers from... Uh, I actually was uh, at a dinner with Enhance and the manager of Rihanna and Def Jam. <laughs> so that that was, like, super big. That's um, amazing. And then Yeah, and then, of course, this year I'm, I'm doing these gigs with ADE. Um, and then last summer I was backstage with Martin Garrix at Ushuaia. Wow. But then, yeah, so I, I you know, I spoke with Alan Walker, Martin Garrix, Justin Milo. How
2: was uh, that? To,
1: it was super fun. Like, it was super cool. Uh <laughs> I, I had, you know, uh, I got phone numbers from people and it's just, um, yeah, you you start talking, you know, and you, that was super funny because I got played by Martin Garrix because I gave him my USB uh, with Is It wow. Possible. And yeah, it was super funny because like a month later, um, the song got out and then um, he, he played the song on his radio show. So, and no one else sent it to, to him except me giving him the USB. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was super funny. That's uh, all those connections. that can be really uh, good and helpful and fun. Of course.
0: That's amazing. Who who's, yeah, your, who's your favorite to talk to? Martin Garrix, Justin Milo. Who did you have like, a um, connection with?
1: Well, uh, uh, most fun. Well, I haven't like, I'm not actually friends with, with Martin Garrix or uh, I'm kind of friends with Justin Milo, but um I don't know. Uh I think I think who are really cool guys are um Tritonal. They're like uh, like I don't know if you know them.
0: Yeah, 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 um,
1: I know. Yeah, so um I'm actually working with them as well and they're really cool guys. Um really helpful too. But I think uh I think one of my 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 main friends uh during these years are are people like Boothead. I made far out with him. He's like one of my best friends with the music scene. mm mm-hmm. Mhm um uh yeah i don't know yeah like uh wolf snare i I don't know if you remember him from also my. i I do yeah yeah. uh (laughs) canova um and yeah like vocalist like men and this dude is super talented and i have also another song coming out with him so that's gonna be really fun too Mm -hmm. um yeah and uh who, who are some producers
0: uh that you want to collaborate with in the future
1: um, um, whew, that's a, that was a really tough one. Uh, I think, uh, one of my my, um, my My favorite producers is Fabian Mazur. I think he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had uh, some contact with him when I sent him a song of mine, and he was like super impressed with it, and he gave me his uh, email and kind of his Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think this dude is really talented and um same as with, with is with Tritonal, um uh Mickey Fallon, also from Trab Nation. Um yeah, those kind of people, you know, the people that are are like getting bigger, you know, now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, pretty much it. I, I I've had uh already some great experiences with people, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um so we're
0: nearing the end of the podcast, um, so right. one of the last questions is: What advice would you give, just in general, to um, start producers that are starting out or trying to get big? Like um, inspiration, advice, kind of like that kind of stuff.
1: Um. So, I'd rather not. Or, yeah, I'd rather not talk about um, inspiration. I'd rather talk about. Um, if you're like a young producer and you're making music, don't try to think about um, uh, you know getting signed somewhere. But try to learn first. Try to what I say, you know, be, what I said before is try to remake songs. Try to get better. Try to try to learn an instrument, you know, uh, to to get to know chords, to get to know um, to to play the guitar, you know, stuff like that. And even more important is uh, never. Never give up. It sounds kind of salty, but <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: never uh, give up on on your dreams. You know, if if uh, a label says no, try to work harder. Try to be like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna make three more songs, send them their way, and then hopefully they'll take it. And then if they say no again, don't downgrade yourself, but keep working harder. Because uh, if you if you're a quitter, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna uh, you know reach the the, the final mm-hmm. um, or the finals or how are you gonna say that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, goals, yeah yeah exactly um, and um, try to uh, to communicate with other people try to collab with people because I think if if I never uh, accepted like to work with other people I never got to the place where I'm right now mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that's a really important move for for coming producers try to connect with people uh get in producer groups uh, dm people or at least producers <laughs> mm-hmm. and um yeah that's i think um the best advice i can give
2: mm-hmm.
0: no it's really good advice networking ade and stuff in real life yeah, connections exactly. as well yeah right um so what does the next couple years look like what's your where do you want to be in a couple years like what do you have in mind
1: um for that um uh another tough one um so my goal is to just play more and eventually play internationally mm-hmm. um so and then yeah just just try to make more music and to to get more labels so i'm, I'm making so many songs right now and basically, I'm just trying to, to 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 get more fans, to get more people to, but also just to keep doing what I love. And with that, um, um, uh, yeah, idea in mind, to then reach more people. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, just sharing my music more. And uh, yeah, that's just uh, everything I I, I, <laughs> I want to do. Really <laughs>
0: sweet. And for people who are listening right now who want to go and follow and support you, where do they go and find you?
1: Oh, that's my mom, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, come again? <laughs>
0: um, for people who are listening right now that want to
1: follow and support
0: you, where can they find you?
1: Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, they can follow me on Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, um, and um, yeah, just Twitter they can follow me basically everywhere. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Um,
0: awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, dude. Like I hope, uh, I, I can inspire people with this and, uh, yeah, that they all, that they can have some like advice, you know, with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, dude, definitely amazing advice. Be better, not unique. It's exactly. Like a paradox. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely be posting that in a bunch of places. Um, But yeah, you are coming out with a new EP, a lot of new songs, a lot of new stuff. So people should definitely look forward to following you and supporting your music. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening um, to On The Rise Podcast Episode 8. This was with Arcondo. I will leave all his links down below. Go follow him. Go support him. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.
1: Hey, cheers. (laughs)